Okay, so um, the topic today is advertised as Kisui Rosh, about uh, covering a head. Um, there's a few hakdamas that I would like to make before we get into this discussion. The first is obviously that this is not a shear of halakha lamaisa. If somebody has a question about practical observance, it's important to speak to a rav or speak to your personal rav. Um, and the main point here is really not to discuss the practical. Even, I mean, even if it does come up, the point is really to discuss a general source um, for head covering and hair covering. So it's not necessarily a practical shear. And the second point is that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of discussion. Uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion also included. I mean, the, the mo- that's honestly, most of the focus is actually on the mitzvah that women have to cover their hair. And this is not meant to exclude women. So if anyone's wife or any women have discussions about this or questions about this or anything like that, they can feel free to ask me or my wife, anyone from more Makurs, things like that. So it's not meant to exclude women just because uh, it happens to be that only men are here now. So <clears throat> it's really, it's very fascinating when we talk about women's hair covering because it doesn't have a clear source. It's not like a clear, a clear place where you can say, that's why we do it. So there's a lot of interesting scattered ideas and when you kind of weave them together, it creates a very interesting picture. A very interesting picture. So. I think the place to start, if you look on your source sheet, the first place we would go to is the Gemara. Gemara in Sanhedrin tells an interesting story about Un ben Peles, about how his wife saved him. I'm just going to summarize here that the whole, the whole Maisa with Kurach was going on, and um, Kurach's wife basically says to him that, uh, sorry, Un, Un's wife says to him, I could save you. Don't worry, I'll save you. So he. She, uh, she gives him something to drink, makes him a little drunk, he goes to sleep in the tent. What does she do? She's uncover, she, she uncovers her hair, she sits at the entrance to the tent, because she knows basically that uh, the Jewish people are a holy nation. So what happens is anyone who sees her sitting there, they're kind of like, you know, uh, you know this is, I don't know what's going on here, and intimidated, what's going on here? What's this lady doing with her hair uncovered? And they kind of, you know, they went away. And meanwhile, Kurach and his community, uh, Dasa, whatever, they were swallowed in the earth. So that's how Un ben Pelas was saved. He was saved because his wife um, sort of uncovered her hair and sat in front of her tent. Now there's a few interesting points to note from this story. One is, is that we know that there's, obviously there's three things that when the Yidin were in Mitzrayim, they didn't change, right? And one of them was their dress. So Lechura, this is a story about the Jews who went out of the Midbar that there was a custom to cover their hair. So clearly, this is something that, you know, you could say that while the Jews, even while they were slaves in Egypt, where there was something they were doing, they were covering their hair. This was part of their um, conduct. So it's uh, clearly something which is a very early um, uh, custom, or min, uh, really mitzvah. So the next place we're going to go to the discussion is uh, about a sota. A sota is the next place. So if you look at the next source, it says that and he will I'm not going to translate the word um, he does something to the lady's hair right that's what the Kohen does to the Saita so what does Rashi say in source Dalid he says as that the, the, the braids what did he do he, um, he undoes the braids of her hair. That's how Rashi translates ufara, right? Um, that he should disgrace her. 
So from here we see that uncovering hair is not appropriate um, for Jewish ladies. Now, this is sort of confusing, right? Like, uh, Rashi really doesn't make sense here. It's a confusing Rashi. Destroys her braids, and from here we see that a lady shouldn't have uncovered hair. Like, what's, uh, it's like, doesn't seem like it's connected so much. So if we go somewhere else, if we go to Shmos, uh, uh, source Hay, where it says, Vayar Meshe Sa'am Ki Faruahu, right? It's talking about Cheta Egel. It describes the Jewish people, it says, Faruahu, that they're Faruah. Um, so it uses this word again with uh, So Rashi there, how does Rashi translate Farua? Uh, he says Magula, says revealed. He revealed their shame and disgrace. Like when it talks about the Sota, that he revealed her hair. So it seems like a contradiction, right? One place Rashi is saying that Farah means that he undoes the braids of her hair. And another place Rashi is saying that it means that um, something is revealed. Something is being shown. So what's going on? So, yes. Can you also uh, been from here that they had more than just two inches of hair in braids? So, um, we're, we're, th- th- so this is not really a discussion. So well, you, first you have to see the answer about how, or at least one of the answers about how to... Um, what Rashi is saying and that's definitely a question that could come up later um, so basically the Ber Hetev the Ber Hetev says that the contradiction basically you know it, it says in one place again that her braids were undone and in another place it means to reveal so the way the Ber Hetev learns what Rashi is saying is that her hair was exposed to such an extent that he even that the Kohen even ruffled her hair Basically, that Rashi is being consistent. That Rashi, when he translates the word farua, farua means to uncover, to reveal, and it's to such an extent that he's even undoing the braids of her hair. So basically, that's how the bear hate learns what Rashi is saying. So again, you know, we have some old makars for this, but it's it's still like a little bit elusive. What's going on? Like, why do we all of a sudden, you know, have this um, this mitzvah for ladies to cover their hair? So the next place we're going to go is to the Gemara, and uh, if you look at Zion. So this is the... Where's the mark in the source that ladies should cover here? There's no commandment, right? The Gemara talks about it in a way, as for a Yiddish Shafruyi, So we're going to see somewhere from the Gemara that it's, that it's, it's, it's considered to be deraisa. Certain aspects of hair covering is considered to be deraisa. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to get there in the Gemara. Okay. So, in the, dis- in the discussion about Ksubas, right, there's a discussion about um, certain things that might cause a, a lady to, to forfeit the right to her Ksuba. So it says there in the Perak Zion of Mishnah Gimel, it says, These are those who go out, who leave their marriage and they don't have, they forfeit the right to Ksuba. A lady who transgresses what's called, categories of laws called Das Meisha and category of laws that are called Das Yehudis. It's two categories of laws. The Ezehi Das Meisha. So what are laws that are Das Meisha? So Ma'achilate She'enu Me'usar. She feeds him food that she didn't take Meiser. Mishamaster Nida. They were together when she was Nida. V'loi Kutash La'chala. And she didn't take Chala. V'nodera Tzvainu Ma'kayemes. And she made a nether and she didn't keep the nether. Um, so those are obviously clearly things which are Deraisa. Those are things from the Torah. So she did some sort of Torah pro, uh, prohibition and, you know, as a result, forfeited her ksuba. 
So then we go to the next category. There is a hidasi hudis, but what's dasi hudis? Yates of she goes out and her hair is uncovered. Vitava uh, Bashuk, and she weaves in the, in the marketplace. And with the bears, you can call Adam, and she speaks to every person freely. Basically, he's, um, I don't know, in English, you might use the word promiscuous. You know, she's, she's uh, hanging out with a lot of men. But the point here is one thing to point out, just as an aside before we get into all the different categories, is that all these things are really between her and her husband. We're not saying that if a lady, for some reason, decides that Yiddishkeit doesn't speak to her, that all of a sudden she forfeits her ksuba. These are specifically things that are relating to her husband. She's doing things to him, which are causing problems to him, and therefore she's forfeiting her ksuba. It's not because she decided you know, that she's having you know, uh, in amuna, that, that's causing the situation. So we need to clarify that das meisha are things which are considered deraisa, and das yehudis are things which ladies became accustomed to do. Basically, the source for what Das Yudas is, is that ladies basically said, the, the, the rabbis at the time, at the time of the Mishnah, looked around and they saw what women did. You know, they looked and, you know, what, what do women do? And those things that women were nohed to do, that they were accustomed to do, the rabbis basically said, this is something which is Das Yudas. This is clearly something which is a custom that women do. So when the rabbis looked around, they saw that women are covering their hair. This is something that women do. So therefore they classified it as Das Yehudas, and therefore it's something which is Midr Okay? Does change the time? What? It's possible that it could, I mean, at least, uh, at least a discussion about Minhag Amakam, definitely, but um, generally speaking, the things which are included in Das Yehudas is, is, is somewhat stagnant, it's the same, I believe. Um, but I could check on it. Um, so, Basically, we have a question here, which is that before we just discuss that there's a whole discussion about a seita, uh, that, that you know, there's a mucker in the Torah for a lady covering her hair. And at the same time, what does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says hair covering is das yehudis. It's something that the rabbis saw was a custom that ladies did. And therefore, it became sort of like a, a, a dirabanan that they need to have their hair covered. So what's going on? If you go to the next, the next mucker uh, on uh, Ches, the Gemara asks this very question. The Gemara asks this question because it's, it's sort of confusing. It says, uh, if you look, Ches, uh, What are you talking about? Her covering her hair is deraisa. He asked the question before. Yeah, yeah, he asked the question before. Okay, yeah, Okay, Right, it says in the Torah, so it said that she uncovers her hair. So the Tom debate Rabbi Yishmael, it's taught uh, in uh, Rabbi Yishmael's Beit Medrash as Hara Levinus Yisrael Shaloi Yatsu Purorosh. So it says that ladies should not go out with uncovered hair. Uh, sorry, Deraisa Kalsa Shaperdami. That when we're speaking about Deraisa, it's speaking about a Kalsa, which there's a lot of discussion about what a Kalsa is, but it's a certain type of head covering, whatever that means. Das Yehudis Afilo Kalsa Nami Aser. Sorry. Um, um, yeah. So, so Das Yudas is basically, even if she if she she needs to have basically sort of an additional hair covering to what she has before. So there's sort of a basic level, which is Deraisa, which obviously has to be defined exactly what that means. And then there's a different level, which is uh, even Derabanan. The ladies were no heg to, to do. You know, a, they took upon themselves something which is more um, more chamer. It's a, it's a certain type of hair covering. Yeah, it's a noun. 
probably a sea tube, like uh, something like that. So there's a lot of, on all of these things, there's a Fish lot of... Fish or something, you know, there's, there's a lot of discussion. That's part of why this is not a practical discussion here, not a local amaisa here. There's a tremendous amount of arichos, in especially, like, for example, this Mishnah, what this term, in the Gemara, what the term means. There's a lot of discussion, a lot of different nafkaminas, lamaisa, see, see, what's, what's, see, uh, yes. what's going on. So... Just another interesting point to point out um, in the development of Allah, if you look at what Rashi says here, Rashi says, Rashi gives two reasons why it's a, it's a, it's a problem for a ksuba to uncover her hair. Rashi gives two reasons. So one of the reasons is, So basically, the first Rashi learns that this is an iser, that the fact that her hair is uncovered is an iser, but then Rashi gives a second answer. So Rashi learns basically that the main, the main, um, the main, I guess it's not really a prohibition, but it's that it's an ase, as opposed to a los ase. So what this means is, is that there could be different nafkaminas if you see it as a, as a positive mitzvah or a negative mitzvah. Basically, under certain circumstances, let, let's say maybe tremendous cost, for example, a positive mitzvah, you could, you could say that it's, it's battle, it's not something which has to be observed. Or if there's other kind of pressures, there might be certain circumstances, um, according to the way Rashi learns it as a positive mitzvah, that there might be, um, there might be reasons to say that it um, could be sort of not observed in certain circumstances. So the next place we're going to go is, is to where this is brought in the next level. So right, so we have a discussion first in the Chumash, and then we have the discussion in the Mishnah and the Gemara. Now we're going to bring the discussion to the Rambam. Right, the Rambam went through and brought out, brought down things into Halacha. So the Rambam in uh, Hilchos Isura Bia um, and Perkhav Hey Halacha Yudzayin he says, Lo Yelchu Venus Yisrael Pruri Rosh Vashuk. So ladies should not go with their hair uncovered in the Shuk. Achas Panuya, the Achas Ishes Ish. Whether or not she's not married, or she's married, right? So that's that's what the Rambam brings, and almost the exact lashon is also brought in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch almost brings this exact lashon. So the, the obviously the, the question that jumps out at everyone before getting into the discussion about what the Rambam means is where he says Achas Panuya. Since when is a Panuya somebody who's not married have some sort of obligation to cover her hair? So um, the Beit Shmuel, the Nesek Kedem on the Shulchan Aruch, clarify basically that that Pnuya here means uh, a grusha or an almana. That means somebody who's no longer married, not that she never was married. Although there are separate discussions about um, things for unmarried women, yeah, that um, generally, let's say, in the Chabad community we don't do, but there are certain points in Ramazim that people learn about uh, things for ladies who are not married also. Not to cover their hair, but um, it's a, there's basically a discussion there. Um, so we're going to also now we're going to go to the, where the Rambam describes the Gemara and the Mishnah that we that we discussed here in Yud Aleph. These are the things that she does. If she does them, she transgresses Das Musa, Das Musa, which we again we said are things generally that ladies do, which are from the Torah. So it says Rosha that she goes out uh, in the street basically, and her hair is revealed. Now it's not clear what it means. Hair is revealed. It's not, we don't have a clear Haggadar here what that means exactly revealed versus not revealed. So later the Rambam also brings in this, uh, the next halacha. These are he, das, this, and what's das, this? These things that ladies are, have a custom to do 
Midrabanan. He minat news, shenaku b'nes Yisrael. First, the Rambam defines it, that this is a, a custom that the ladies took upon themselves uh, as a measure of tzniyas. And these are the things that if she does them, she transgresses what's called das She goes to the shuk or a uh, an open alleyway, and her hair is uncovered. She doesn't have it, this term redid. She doesn't have some sort of maybe it might be translated as kerchief or some sort of uh, some sort of additional covering that we're talking about here. Even though her hair is covered in a mispachas. So now we have. Now, uh, I made a mistake. Okay. Yeah. So I just I. It's, it's, a, it's fine. I, okay. It's good. So basically that. Um, that there's two, we see two levels here, right? We have a redid and mitpachas. So again, there's a lot of discussion about what the Rambam means, and again, this is a similar lashon is brought in the Shulchan Aruch, um, and it means different things for you know different community, different, different poskim. You know, I, I'm not getting so much into discussion here. I really want. Right. So. Right, so that's that's kind of again go, it's going almost along this uh, discuss, the discussion of the Gemara from like the Mishnah to the Gemara itself, right? The Mishnah says the covering hair is das yudis, and then it says but it's deraisa. So it's there's like a, a few layers to this discussion. What's deraisa? Right, for sure. Because he's using a long place colorway. Right. That's my shot. Right. 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 So re- that's that's kind of what's uh, subject to machlokes. That's why I'm kind of um, avoiding translating it so much. So there's a discussion. Like uh, I think a redid is mostly translated as like a, maybe some sort of kerchief. There's a discussion also. I think a kalsa might be a type of woven basket. Um, like a uh, none of these things is shaped. No. It doesn't exist. We're gonna get we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it's a discussion about what these terms mean, and that's and based on the discussions, you sort of get to different dargas and the halacha about you know, sort of what different posts can require or say is, is appropriate. Um, so, um, so if we go here also, so the so the the base shmuel right, al evan Ezra. So again, the same lashon is basically brought in the shulchan aruch itself. So klalu b'reshus harabim legamre. So this is how this is how the Beis Shmuel basically learns the Rambam, which is again is brought in the Shulchan Aruch. Um, so Hakol Berush Berushus Arabim in a public domain. Berusha Furul Agamrei, her hair is completely uncovered. Have a Das Moshe, that's considered Das Moshe. Ve'im Berusha Mechusa Ve'Kalta Ovashar Davar Ela De'inu Mechusa Kederach Anashim Azai Have Das Yudas. And if she doesn't do it, if she doesn't cover her hair like the way that people are. Accustomed to do so, that then it becomes an issue of das yudas as opposed to das Moshe. So before we go to sort of the, the next discussion, which is a completely separate discussion, I think it's kind of interesting to note that to this point we haven't discussed anything about erva, right? Most people, uh, you know, think that hair, you know, something to do with erva is a discussion about, you know, not oh, seeing erva. 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 No, no, sorry. Um, so. You know, we haven't discussed that at all, because the main, the main thing to bring out here is that this is a custom which ladies did, and it also has sources, again, from the Torah, but because it was the custom of ladies to cover their hair in a certain way, therefore it became, a, a, therefore it became erva, it became a place which is usually covered. So it's not that 
men can't see women's hair and that's why they cover it. It's that women's hair was covered, something which was covered, and therefore it became a makam mechusa and it's inappropriate to be uncovered in front of a, uh, a man. Would that also So I, I think that could. That is going to be part of this discussion. We're going to bring a few like uh, practical, uh, some of the post game who get closer to practical, and they kind of discuss this point a little bit. Um, the it, answer it, is yes. Yeah, but. It is. Here it became like ever. If anybody covered here, now this one's uncovered. You'd push the hand down, right? I'm, I'm not. I'm not speaking with myself, but. Um, You're not asking. No. So so we're going to get there, we're going to get there. So, so the, the point is also, just to bring out, this is interesting because uh, Rabbi Goldberg over here, you know, he pointed this, obviously uh, mentioned this, but the, the, the Alter Rebbe learns that uh, Yamaka for a man is also because it's Nias, and the logic is pretty much the same. That there's a, because, basically there's a whole discussion about a Yamaka, I, I have the sources here, but I didn't print them out on the sheet in time, but basically because... A, a yarmulke, it was worn at certain times, right? Certain times like saying Hashem's name or being in shul, and it became the custom of men to wear a yarmulke at all times. But since it became a custom, therefore it became a makam mechulsa, became a covered place, and therefore there's also a certain amount of tzniyas about a man covering his head. That's, you know, part of like why a hand in certain instances can work to cover a person's head, because there's an eating of tzniyas, not just that there should be a separate he- uh, head covering. You might have say just a, a Muslim, a different not Muslim, from the Rebbe, somebody once came in, that would be a upstairs, so suddenly another hat. So you put in a piece of paper, just to have a mechusa, just for months of it. So the Rebbe Sabah said, I made a kind of market. I made a kind of market. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. Um, Stam, there's an interesting story about the, um, the I think it was the Rebbe, Rebbe Maharash in a toupee, but uh, that's just like an added story for some anyone's interested afterwards. Um, okay, so what we see is that, so therefore there is, there is a, because it's a place which is usually covered, therefore it be, has, starts to take on the, the place of Allah and and therefore it's, it's erva. So Rav Sheshis, the Gemara, this is Gemara in Brachas, says Rav Sheshis, uh, that says, he brings that Serbi is erva, and he brings the Pazak from Shashir. Um, so just uh, brought clear the Gemara, and then just going to the Shulchan Aruch here, so, because I'm just pointing out again that this, there's not like one place which says Hilchos Kisoy Rosh, right? So it's spread over all over the place, and so it's very hard to kind of keep track of all these pieces and weave them together to, to create a coherent picture. Um, so that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Um, so if we look in the Shulchan Aruch and Arachayim, so they're, they're discussing, uh, obviously talking about Shema, saying words of davening in front of Erva. It says, Seir Shal Isha Shedarka Lach also, likras kenegde. So, uh, uh, part of a lady's hair which is usually covered, um, you're not. All, it's usher to daven next to it. Aval basulos shedark and lelech. Aval basulos shedark and lelech brios harej muter. But ladies who um, ladies who are not married, who it's not their custom to cover their hair, there's there's no there's no problem. Um, so it's interesting. It's also then the Rama the Rama writes a haga on this halacha and he says. Vuhu um, adin, and this is the same is true. Hasaras shanoshim, the hairs of the lady shiragilim lasis mechus letzmatan. The hairs. We're very familiar with that, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not speaking to anyone's hanhagas or anyone's uh, personal things. That, that everyone talks to their own uh, rav. Um, so uh, the same is true for a, a certain amount of hairs just go out of the smatan. Now I think it's very. It, it's extremely important to understand again that all of these words. 
are machlukis um, and how to define them exactly and exactly what they mean. So I just I didn't um, I I will get to the the last source on this page where there's like a there's uh, maybe I'll go to the next source first, which is sorry the Magen of Ram. So the Magen of Ram writes here on the on the the Shulchan Aruch and the and the Rama. He says because of Ram Alshikar, Simon Lamed Hey. So this, he's a uh, Ram um, Alshikar. I believe is a, a Rishon. He says Eisen Anoshim. Oh, sorry, he's a, uh, I'm not sure. Says, so a place where ladies go, that the, the custom is to uh, not, not uncover them. And they go to a place where it is to uncover them. They're allowed to uncover their hair. Uh, if they don't have in mind to go back to where they're from. But then the, and then the Magad Avram adds, But the Magad Avram brings the Zayar, Pashas Nasei, Amud Resham attest, Hechmer Me'ed. Uh, it's very, very, it brings very, uh, it's very strict. Says, that's appropriate to conduct oneself. Um, In other words, if she's coming to a place that they cover her hair and she plans to go back to where she came from, so she has to respect the law of now. That's what you're saying. Well, it's, it, right, but I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. If she's coming to live permanently, so you know what, you don't have to change your ways. So again, this is not a lechol amaisa, so it's not um, right. it's not uh, it's not saying that's for sure one sh- one should do. It's just an interesting it's an interesting point to bring into the discussion. So if we if we just look at the yud ches, um, really the maram al shakar, which I, actually I believe is maybe an early achron, but um, it's basically going on the rashba. The rashba brings a very interesting discussion about. Um, which things a man can say Shema in front of and which things a man can't say the Shema in front of. Um, and one of the things that he includes in her list, he says like her, fi- her feet or her different things, he says um, hair which ex- extends outside of her tzemes. Yes. Whatever tzemes is. So here we have like four or five terms. What? Tzema is braid. Tzema uh, is braid. I think in this context it means like uh, some sort of covering. It's with a, it's with a self at the end. Tamasa? Uh, for some reason, for some reason, no, but it specifically says hair which extends out of, oh, it could, you're right, it could actually, I think, I think if I'm remembering correctly, there is a discussion about exactly what this, what this means. It could mean that it's hair coming out of her braids or it could mean that hair coming out of her covering. It's basically Mahlukas and how to learn the Rashba. It's Mahlukas and how to learn what the Rashba is saying. Um, and I just brought here some of the places where it's discussed. Um, what? So it's so right. So right. So. So. So I I I I think I think it's I, I think when determining yeah okay when determining what's the minagamokum it's it's quite an extensive discussion I don't know if the minagamokum is just what people do um, just what people do does not necessarily make something a minagamokum I know that sounds somewhat contradictory but um, how else would you define what a minag is well there's different there's, could you use chat GPT for this speech? No. 
Because you're giving us so much information on that other. Who's on the chat? How else would you define it? What? How else would you define it? So, so just because a person's conduct is a certain way, there is something. There's something in Allah called a minag shtus, which is which is a minag which developed, which is inappropriate. For, I'm not saying I'm not saying hair covering falls in that category, but I'm saying just to give an example. So, a lot of, I'm just saying, let's, let's talk about Tefillah's Ezra, right? We talk about Tefillah's Ezra, right? It's something that wasn't really accepted upon the men ever. But like, at a certain point, there was a takona, right? And you see in today's Rambam that there was a practical nafkamina that a person who saw, you know, was a Valkyrie should table on Yom Kippur. So the fact is that there was a takana that people broke and after a certain point they saw that they're not, they're not keeping it. So I'm saying halakha kind of works like that a little bit where there's a, there is a discussion. Uh, you know, unfortunately it involves certain points that people don't necessarily keep it, but uh, it's, that's part of halakha. It's, some things develop because at certain points people didn't necessarily do what they were supposed to. At some point you look around and you say, well the wife is not, you know, it's the blame the scholar, but the I'm not speaking about the tzibar. I'm not, uh, not here to speak about the tzibar. There's also certain things that were always going to be defined by the meaning of the They're changed by the battle. There's certain things that are being Okay. So, so. Okay, so we'll, we'll finish up here, which is um, which is again. So these are some interesting occurs to look at. Um, like for, for those for those who uh, follow, follow sort of like Shitas uh, Chabad to look at the Tzemach Tzedek. It's a very uh, interesting discussion. He d- disagrees with Maram Al Shaker. Um, um, no, the Maram Al Shaker basically learns that a lady is allowed to uncover a certain amount of her hair in front of men, and he's okay to say uh, Shema or Davening. Tzemach um, disagrees, but just I should just point out that in that show of the Tzemach he uses a line that says Minhag Eishias and a lot of times that's translated to be a very harsh statement. But I should just point out, it's not such a harsh statement. It's basically talking about that in general, minhagim sometimes can develop in a way that they can um, take on a certain amount of importance or be dis- distort other parts of Allah. And therefore, there's this general category of, of a minhag, which not, not necessarily is it the right thing to follow. So it's not necessarily, it's not saying a sh- harsh statement, just because you use the word Okay, so I think the last two points we'll just conclude here quickly is that um, there's the, obviously the famous story of Kimchis uh, that you know, is, is brought not just by the Rebbe, also by, um, by, by the Mishnah Brewer about that, um, that you know, there's a certain Mila of a lady who um, covers her hair, that, that Kimchis, she had seven sons who were Khan and Gedolim um, in the merit of her covering her hair, that if, even the walls of her house didn't see her hair. What? So they, so they did, they, they did there's interesting details of the story which you can discuss afterwards. Um, there's a few. There's a few ways to learn the Gemara there. Yeah. There's one discussion because they come tummy, or one because because they passed away. Yeah. Um, so, 
one, the last point, which is just an interesting marker for a shaitel, because wearing a shaitel is actually a makel shita, because there are a lot of people who say that it's an issue of Maris Ayan. Um, if you look at the Mishnah and Shabbos, when he speaks about things that a lady uh, could go out with, or a person could go out with Shabbos, just isha bechute seir, ben yishalah, ben chaverta, whether she's going with her hair or somebody else's hair, ben shalhemo, whether it's from an animal. Um, so basically the Shilte Kibberim says, if he says, yiram azay, you see from here, lahavi raya v'smach l'nashim, uh, a proof and a support for our ladies. That they go out with their hair covered when they're married. So basically, he brings, it's an interesting bucker from the 1500s for a lady to wear a shaitel uh, based on the Mishnah and Shabbos. So, just to summarize here, that there's a lot of interesting discussion about hair coverings in Judaism that, you know, for, for men, for ladies, it's a, they sort of have different histalshalus, um, how they came about, but there's elements of halakha, there's elements of minhag, elements of sias, it's, uh, it's just a very involved discussion. So, um, I guess... Well, this, the assertions are young for men and Bottom line, is the 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 Bottom